Welcome to the Core Leadership Podcast, a voice to college men at the crossroads of faith and campus life. This is brought to you by Beidou Psan Kai, a Christ-centered social fraternity on university campuses across the nation. Through this podcast, we hope to inspire college men to live into their potential as godly leaders and to fulfill the purposes of God and their generation. Welcome, everybody. I'm Gabe McKinney, your host, and with me is the one and only Kaysen Asher, producer, smart man, incredible with computers. He's taking care of all the wires, and he's making this podcast great, so I want to plug him. And today, this is our first ever Core Leadership Podcast. We're doing it. We're launching this, and I'm excited to have the opportunity to host uh, and I'm looking forward to bringing on amazing guests and speakers and people. And just for the journey that this is going to be, whatever's ahead, we're going to go for it. We've prayed a lot, thought a lot, dreamed a lot. And the Core Leadership Podcast is finally here. For right now, I have a very special guest with me. He's a cute dad. He's a big leadership guy. And he may or may not bench less than me. I have Brian Lee, the Bucks National Fraternity President here, which is incredibly fitting and helpful for the first conversation to launch this podcast. And so... Brian's over here and he really wants to talk back and trash talk me. Brian, how are you doing? Doing great, Gabe. So excited to be here. We've been dreaming about this for a while now. Excited to be able to launch it with you. And for our guests, I will say Gabe can probably outbench me, but I got him in just about every other sport besides CrossFit and weightlifting. And we know those are the two most important aspects of a leader besides, uh, you know, we're not going to worry about sports. Um yeah. <laughs> um, we're not going to worry about that. We're going to just say, we're going to just put our disagreements aside and talk about leadership and what really is great and fun to be on a podcast together. Brian and I have actually spent many hours on the phone Zooming uh, and all other spaces talking about what podcast is going to be, the name, what are we going to drive this? And it's been really incredible to see God say, hey, give us a green light. Let's go for it. Let's jump in. And so Brian, I'm just going to say before we even start, when I think of leadership, you're the first guy I think about. When people ask me who's most important leader, mentor, and we joke about you being my friend and air quotes dad and all these other things. But when people ask me about important leaders, you're the first thing that comes up. And so I just want to say thank you for just continuing to invest into me, um, to believe in me and that actually pulling the potential of what God has put in me, pulling that out of me that I can lead better. And so thanks for that. Uh, I really think it's incredible. And so I'd love to say, Brian, as we start, um, you serve as the National Fraternity President of Beidou Upsan Kai, as I talked about. So before we jump in, for those listening that are not members or alumni of Bucks, can you just explain what Bucks is real quick? Absolutely. So Bucks is a fraternity on college campuses, but it's a little different than what most people think of when they think of the word fraternity, in that we're a Christ-centered fraternity, and that we consist of 2,500 active members, typically on 36 college campuses that we're currently on, and we have, I think, over 15,000 living alumni. And we're this lifelong brotherhood of committed Christian men, and we seek the bonds of brotherhood and unity in Christ through the avenue of a social fraternity on a college campus. And I think probably Case and Asher needs to fact check this by the time this episode's over. But to my knowledge, we are the largest organization on university campuses that is exclusively focused on college Christian men. Kaysen, we need your help to go and Google on Wikipedia, fact, truth, fact check that statement. Uh, what I think what matters and what I 
what I think is incredible is that with who we are, we truly believe what we do is is worth pursuing with everything we have. I'm a byproduct of the incredible work God's willing to do and go and doing through Bucks as a member and now as a staff member. And I have a list of groomsmen and non-groomsmen friends and just people I talk to. And when Bucks is brought up, it's an incredibly transformative experience for them. They're saying, hey, that was huge in my life. And I have friends from my cell group. I have bigs and littles. Whatever it is, they just have good memories about it. I know it's not all perfect. Some of it's messy, but I truly do believe, and I know you believe too, Brian, that what Bucks is doing is something God's working through. It's not just us. We're not just dreaming up. He dreamed up fraternity. He's using it. And so, Yeah. I mean, just real quick on that point, when I think about fraternity, I mean, it does have a bad rap for good reason, uh, but most fraternities, for, for those that don't know the history. They were started in the mid to late 1800s, and they were actually started by pastors and by spiritual leaders. And the purpose of original fraternity was to develop godly men. And of course, over the years, fraternities have lost their way and they've drifted, most of them, from their original purpose. And so in 1985, when Bucks was established, one of the goals and the hopes would be to kind of reclaim that original goal of fraternities, which is to develop godly men and prepare them for a life of impact. So we get to do that in Bucks and we're excited about it. Yeah. And I would love for you, because we're going to talk a lot about leadership um, and Bucks is about developing godly leaders in a big way. So I'd love for you to share with me, what's your personal definition of leadership? When you hear leadership, what do you automatically think of? Yeah, I mean, I think the classic definition, this comes from um, uh, J. Oswald Sanders and also John Maxwell, that leadership is influence. But when I think about leadership, I think of someone who's willing to lay down his life for those that he leads. I mean, I think that's the picture of Christ-like leadership. It's not necessarily leading from the front or the one that has the microphone. It, It really is laying down one's life to lead those that would follow them. Yeah, I think I'm with you and agree with you. I always, immediately when I hear the word leadership, I just synonym influence. I think about influence. Right. That's not. Right. And I think that word is being used in a lot of interesting ways, but I do believe that and you can have influence on spaces and on people and places, all kinds of different things. And I believe that can be for Jesus and Jesus comes through that. And so um, with that, that kind of wanted to hear that before we talk, we're going to talk a lot about leadership and leaders. So that's a good marker for us to work from. Um, And something else I want to kind of ask about at the beginning of this podcast, I shared, we hope to inspire college men to live into their potential as godly leaders and to fulfill the purposes of God in their generation. That's a big statement. And I would love if you could, Brian, unpack some of that language. Where does that come from? Why are we choosing to say that? Yeah, Gabe, we, you and I both can get fired up about that language of fulfilling God's purposes in our generation. I'll talk about that. But first I want to just address these college years, these years between 18 and 22 that are formative for students and really do lay the foundation for the rest of their life. I mean, you mentioned it with your groomsmen. I mean, most of our Bucks guys, their story is that it's Bucks guys that are standing with them at their wedding. These are lifelong friends that they get to lean on when life gets hard and you have to walk through crises and everybody's going to have to do that. They're also friends that are there for you to celebrate your greatest victories and greatest moments. And But that's not just true for Bucks guys, right? And for fraternity men, but it's also true for college students in general. Who you choose to be in college 
it really does in a lot of ways set the trajectory for your life and who you choose to do life with when you're in college helps frame up the kind of friends that you're going to have throughout the course of your life. And so I feel like getting the opportunity to speak to men in college, it does have generational impact. And that last piece that you and I both love so much about fulfilling you know, our potential as godly leaders and fulfilling the purposes of God in our generation, it actually is a reference in the New Testament in Acts chapter 13. It's referencing King David in the Old Testament, who was a man who God said was after his own heart. And of course, David had his failures and his major mistakes, but the overarching narrative of his life was that he fulfilled the purposes of God. And it's actually in the New Testament, Acts chapter 13, that it says, David served the purposes of God in his generation, and then he fell asleep and was buried among his ancestors. So our hope is not, even in doing this podcast, and honestly, even on a larger scale for Bucks and for Christian men in college in general, it's not just that they would follow Jesus and love God during their college years, but it is that they would decide to be men that would fulfill God's purpose in their entire generation, which isn't just right now in this current season, but it is speaking to the overarching narrative of their life. So that's what we're hoping to do is to call guys up, to inspire them, to fulfill that potential that God's put in them, and to become leaders that when their time is done, it would be said of them that they fulfilled God's purposes in their life and in their generation. Yeah, and I think that's a big invitation. It's not like, hey, we're going to push this on you because it has to be received. Sure. And honestly, it has to be somewhat worked for. We're not saying, because that's big language, it's a generational impact, living into God's purposes. And I think for us to remember, especially for myself, I have to think, man, how can I be presently faithful every day to what Jesus puts in front of me, to what he gives me? And then at the same time, as I'm being presently faithful and when God puts in front of me, I do well as best as I can. I'm also thinking about what is God calling me to? What does he have ahead of me? Right. And what and what can I be looking forward to to listen to him and hear him speak? Mm-hmm. Not the crazy, weird, God said this, but actually just the hearing of my spirit and letting the spirit lead me into those things. And so I think that's an important reminder for me as you talk about the invitation to be someone who changes generations, is to yeah. be someone who's presently faithful, but also has this holy expectation and this hope that God's going to do more and more through me and not doubting that he can do that. It's great. And I know you're someone who's helped me believe that. And the moments I don't believe it, you've said, Brian, like, hey, I'm going to come alongside you and tell you the truth. God's going to do amazing things. And hey, keep being presently thankful, uh, presently faithful, I'm sorry, and be thankful, honestly, is another thing you've helped me do. And so that's what we hope. We're hoping to share that and and pump that out to our guys. Um, I think another important thing we're talking, that's kind of what we're wanting to do, but we also have the name of this podcast is the Core Leadership Podcast. Why did we choose that name, Brian? Yeah, great question, Gabe. Well, over the last seven years, Bucks has hosted this annual leadership retreat that we've called the Core Leadership Retreat. And it's been this deep dive, leadership intensive journey that guys have been able to go on with us each summer. And it's been amazing. Honestly, I think it's one of the best things we've done. But unfortunately, it's only been limited to a select group of guys that have been chosen to be a part of it. And so as that experience got canceled this past summer, along with everything else, and as we started to rethink what we do and how we do it, uh, we realized we came to the conclusion that uh, we should take some of what we typically introduce guys to in the core leadership retreat, and maybe we could package it in 20 to 25 minutes, maybe more, some episodes, but we could package some of that same material and distribute it to any college student that would be interested in following along. 
What was great about the core leadership retreat? Hey, shout out first. I was I got to go on that retreat in 2014. That's right. With incredible men like Preston Morris and Victor Hicks and James Ashley and John Honer and so many more. What was really great is that in the application, they didn't care how good you were at basketball or not. They just cared more <laughs> about your heart and how surrendered you were to Jesus and if you had leadership potential. That's crazy. Uh, it's insane, the requirements. But uh, no, I, I think CORE was an incredible experience for me. And as they, they we would talk about on the retreat, and what's important to note is it comes from 1 Corinthians 11, 1, which says, follow me as I follow Christ. And I know that's just the heart of that retreat. And that's really a heart of this podcast now as we move forward into it. We're going to talk to a ton of different guests, pastors, business leaders, fathers, even possibly women. We'll talk to members, alumni, officers, board, all of that. And our hope is that we're gonna to talk to people who are following Jesus. And by talking to them and them sharing stories and us asking questions about leadership, we're gonna then be able to follow Christ as we follow them and hear from them. And really that's gonna create greater leadership, greater influence for Jesus, and we'll just see more and more things transform. And we hope it's helpful for y'all and ourselves. This is something we believe in. We hope you can believe in and jump on board. And so, um, Yeah, I think just one thing to note on that, there's a Proverbs that says that he who lives among the wise becomes wise. And so that's what you're going to get to do is you're going to get to interview some amazing people that have lived well and through their experience, their journey, uh, the wisdom that they impart, we get to become more uh, like them in some ways, or at least learn the, some of the lessons that they've learned from, and in so doing, become more like Christ. I think that's the goal. Yeah, uh, just, we're, we're believing that becoming more like Christ is what we're made to do, and actually brings more goodness and flourishing to the world. That's right. belief, and so yeah. um, I'd love to ask you, Brian, a little bit more about like maybe just leadership journey, or why does leadership matter to you? Uh, do, is there a moment you can think of when it was like, "Hey, you're a leader, Brian." Yeah, it's a great question, and some of what you've already been sharing is uh, kind of plays into my own leadership journey. But the first thing I'll say when I think about myself and my journey in leadership, I think a couple of things. Number one, there's a deep recognition that I am a leader. Uh, I think that's been true since I was in high school. And really, honestly, it was in my high school years when my junior year I gave my life to Christ. I, I took on an entirely different new level or dimension of leadership and God, early on in those formative years in my, my following Jesus, gave me opportunities to lead people. And I could share a ton about that. But for time's sake, I'll just suffice it to say that it's become very clear to me that God has made me to be a leader. And now there have been seasons in my life where I've tried to run from that. But over the years, I've just learned to embrace it. And do I think I'm this amazing, incredible, level five kind of leader? No, I don't. Uh, I'd actually rather follow a really great leader than lead out front myself. But I think as we all know, r really amazing leaders are rare and they're hard to come by. And so what ends up happening in my life is that over and over and over again, I just get pushed to the front and asked to lead. I've been able to lead a number of different organizations and had a pretty remarkable leadership journey and have learned a lot, mostly through failure. Um, and so I think that begins to describe why I'm passionate about leadership. But the other thing that I think is true about me, or I know is true about me, is that I'm passionate about developing younger leaders. I think back to my time in Bucks in 1999 or 2000. Uh, I was at Texas A&M University. We Whoop. had a large chapter. It gave us also an Aggie. We had a large chapter back then. They still do. It was almost 300 guys. But that year, I was one of these assistant pledge trainers. And I think we had like 170 pledges. It was crazy. Just so many. 
There was only three of us that were leading, but I remember asking God, God, would you just highlight five guys who have strong leadership potential? And mind you, I was only a year older than these guys. Um, and I felt like there were five guys that I wanted to meet with once a week. They agreed to meet with me. We walked through a book on leadership. And it was an amazing time for me and for these guys. Well, the following year, I became president. And then following me, one of those guys became president. He's been a lifelong friend of mine. And so over the past 20 years, even since those moments, I've been passionate about you know, reaching back and helping younger guys develop into their leadership potential. Uh, but there's another kind of story in my life that has been a defining moment for me, and it really does speak to God's call on my life to develop leaders. And it's it's this, you know, I got married in 2002. That's the same year I graduated. Uh, I think we welcomed, I know we welcomed our first child in 2006. And it was probably 2007. You guys are just listening like 2006. What was going on? That's I right. Like, I was welcomed in this world. <laughs> <laughs> I think most of our guys were, were alive by then, but they were <laughs> they were learning to walk. Um, but or maybe a little bit older than that. But uh, I remember it was a season of my life where I, I had become a teacher and a coach, and then eventually a, an administrator and a principal of a school. Uh, but but during this time, I was in the middle of kind of developing through the ranks of my public education career, if you will. And I was struggling. I mean, quite honestly, to be transparent, my wife and I were struggling financially just to make ends meet. I was getting my master's degree in counseling. And so I ended up taking on a second job where I was on call uh, 11 nights out of the month to work with psychiatric patients in crisis, patients that were suicidal and homicidal. And so I'd I'd get a call and I'd have to go in the middle of the night and do an assessment and figure out what to do. And it was just crazy. I was coaching at the time. I had a one-year-old. I wasn't sleeping very much. I was grinding. And I remember in those moments just being overwhelmed and just asking God, God, what what am I supposed, is this what my life is really to be about? Am I supposed to just struggle to make it financially and in every other way? And I remember God saying, just as you spoke of earlier, just Brian, just be faithful. Be faithful with what I've put in front of you right now. And But I did have dreams in my heart for something more and felt like God had put more in me to share with the world. And about that time, a guy that I really respected, a very talented guy, he was a consultant and a trainer, and he brought home in one day what I made in a month. And he grabbed me and he said, hey, I think you've got it in you. I want you to travel with me. He was a godly man. I want you to travel with me, shadow me, watch what I do, see if it's something you can see yourself doing. Well, I was saying, yes, I see myself doing it. I don't have to travel with you. Like, when do I start? But I did. I traveled with him and he told me, Brian, allow this time to be a time of retreat where you seek God and see what he's saying about this. So I said, okay. So I watched him do what he did. He was amazing. On the flight on the way home, I was really hopeful, but I just said, okay, I'm going to submit this to God. So I prayed, God, is this it? Is this what you want me to do? Is this what's next for my life? And I wasn't really prepared for this, but and I don't know fully how to describe it, uh, but I would say that I believe God spoke to me very, very clearly. It wasn't this audible voice from heaven, but in my spirit, I sensed the voice of God in a dialogue between me and the Lord, to be honest. And, and so I just said, God, is this it? And I heard God say, no. Mm-hmm. It was a crystal clear, no, this is not it. And I was I was really disappointed. And I said, okay, God, if this isn't it, then what is it? Like, I feel like I'm made for more. Uh, what, have you, what are you going to do with my life? And I heard the Lord speak to me. In my spirit, I still get chills when I think about this moment. I heard God say, Brian, I'm going to use your life to develop leaders. And I, I just said, I said, okay, God, well, it, 
you know there's nothing I'd rather do, but I need it. Would you give me a little bit more? Is that going to be in, in education? Is that going to be in business or corporate world? Is it going to be in ministry? Because I had some opportunities in those different worlds and industries. And uh, I heard God say, and this is what I was like, it just blew me away. I heard God say, Brian, I'm going to use your life to train and develop leaders that are going to impact all of those spheres. And it was too big of a word for me. It was overwhelming. Yeah. And I remember saying, okay, God, if if this is true and this is your voice that you're speaking to me, again, in my spirit, in the way that I just sensed God communicating with me, I said, I'm going to mark this moment. Uh, first of all, I want to say, I don't think my current trajectory is heading where you're telling me I'm going. But by faith, I'm going to mark this as a moment that you're speaking something over my life. And I don't know how to explain when I got off of that plane, I felt different. I felt like uh, God had called me to more and that it was just a matter of time. And my job was to go back, as you said earlier, and to be faithful, to be faithful working my job as a coach, to doing my second job, to finishing my you know, master's degree, uh, to taking care of my family. And so that's what I did for a number of years. But I was different and I was more hopeful because I had that sense of um, like destiny or calling over my life. And so in 2012, I got a call from one of the board of directors for Bucks, and he just said, from out of the blue, totally out of nowhere, he said, hey, Brian, we're looking for a leader, a visionary kind of leader that can help us, you know, fulfill the potential of where we think this thing can go. And I think you'd be a strong candidate. And I just, at first, just thought, man, this guy's crazy. Some of that's a reference to my time as a leader as an undergrad, but that's for another episode. My point was it was I'd never considered working for Bucks, uh, but he was pretty compelling. He just said, Brian, we just need a guy who loves Jesus and can take us where we think this thing can go. And so as I began to pray about it, again, I sensed God reminding me of that moment four years previously in an airplane. And I heard, I just sensed God saying, Brian, remember that moment? Like this opportunity is part of that. Like, just trust me on this. I'm going to open the door for you. Just walk through it. And so as I went through the interview process, it was pretty robust and elaborate. I just had this sense that this is my job, that God has called me to it. And so almost eight years ago when I started this job, I didn't just start a job or a ministry. Like I really do feel like I'm getting every day to live out this call where I get the opportunity to develop college men that are going to impact uh, spheres of society uh, across all the different spectrums. And it's an honor. So Gabe, I tell that story because we have the opportunity to do just that on this podcast. The reality is that guys will be listening who are likely in college and will be graduating at some point, and they'll have the opportunity to influence people throughout every sphere of society. The majority of them will also become husbands and fathers and will be leaders in their families and their churches and workplaces. And to have the opportunity to speak in the, to their lives now, I think is amazing. Yeah, and I think there's so much powerful things to gain from your story, Brian. I appreciate you sharing it, but I think just thinking in back, you saying, hey, I'm a leader and I recognize that, not out of a sense of a pride, not out of even out of a sense of sometimes you even wanted to be, there's almost a little bit of resistance sometimes, but you're just saying, you know what, I humbly realize God has put leadership in my life and is calling me. And that's what I heard so much over and over is God has yeah. called me to leadership. He's called me to this. So there's both 
this thing I hear in your life, Brian, that I hope is true about me is that I'm listening to what God's saying and I'm hearing him and I'm, and I'm responding to his call, more importantly, that I'm not just doing things because I'm like, that would be cool or that'd be fun. But you turned down something because you said, hey, God is not calling me to that. He's calling me somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And that takes an intimacy with God that comes through yeah, daily getting away with him. Um, that also just takes an awareness and a humility to accept where he's calling you, what he's saying to you. And so I just appreciate hearing that and seeing you just as a man marked in both in busyness and in seasons where you retreat that you're saying you're always listening and hearing for God and how to be faithful to him as a man. And I think that's something college leaders need to hear right now is in a place of crisis and craziness. It's not like choose what you think is going to be great. It's like, hey, take what you think is going to be great, submit it, return to the Lord and let let him work through that and hear his calling for you. Yeah, so good. just appreciate your story. Appreciate what you shared. Thanks, Gabe. And love to hear what God's doing through you and other people. It just helps me. Stories are so powerful. So thanks a ton, Brian, for sharing that story. And I want to say we're about to close it out. Can't believe we're actually doing this. But before we close it out, I think you mentioned to me you had some thoughts even pop up this morning, some final things you wanted to share maybe with yeah. our, our, our guys, our fraternity. Sure. Yeah, well, I, I just share with you that I woke up this morning with this sense of, you know, I mean, this is not a new revelation. We all know that the world is crazy right now. I mean, we're in the middle of this pandemic, but even the pandemic has people super divided on, you know, is this a hoax? Is this a real pandemic? And people are dying and should we freak out or should we act like business as usual or should we wear a mask or not? I mean, it's crazy, right? There's so much division. And then you add on top of the confusion of the pandemic, this racial and political tension and division, unlike anything I've seen in my 41 years. I've never seen anything like it. And the world is divided. The nation is divided. And this, but yet in the midst of all the confusion and chaos and division, Jesus's prayer for his people hasn't changed. He still prayed right before he went to the cross. He talked to God and prayed and asked, God, would you make them one? Jesus' desire in his prayer for his people is still unity. It's the same as it's always been over for 2,000 years. The difference is I think it matters more now than it ever has before because the world is more confused and divided than ever. So it, this moment is an opportunity for every Bucks member and also for every brother and sister in Christ to rise above the chaos and to demonstrate the kind of unity that God desires for his people. And it doesn't mean that we agree, that we believe the same things. I mean, he's not praying for uniformity. He's praying that we would be one. And we can do that. We can come around unity under the common bond of Jesus despite our differences. And I think our differences and the diversity of our differences actually make it more beautiful. And what happens when we do that is the world takes notice. And I believe if the church unifies in the midst of these days, the world is going to take notice. Jesus, even in that prayer, he says that as his people are one, that the world will know that God sent him and the world will know that God loves them even as God loved him. It's this amazing prayer. And so I believe our unity is actually a declaration of the gospel and the reality that God loves the world even as he loved Jesus. It's amazing. So just an encouragement and a challenge to every Bucks guy. Now is the moment for us to unify around Jesus. And that's true for everyone in the body of Christ. Yeah, it's a good word. I thank you for sharing that, Brian. Seriously, it's encouraging and needed. And we pray for everyone listening. We pray you're united. We pray you're presently faithful. We pray you're listening and hearing God's call on your life and walking by the spirit, not by the flesh. 
uh, and take some of this, some of these things from Brian's story and from our podcast and makes you a better leader. Last thing, Gabe, before you wrap us up, I just want to take a moment to respond to some of your encouragement and affirmation, say thank you, but also to tell you that, uh, Gabe, I honestly believe you're one of the best leaders that I've ever worked with. Uh, you're brilliant with people. You love people well. Uh, you work hard. Uh, you, the, the level of excellence at which you operate has quite honestly inspired me, and it's called me up, and it's challenged me in my own leadership. Bucks is better uh, so much better because you joined staff and you remained on staff. And I believe you are absolutely the right guy to lead this podcast and to host it. I'm excited to see what God does through your leadership in this podcast as we move forward. Thank you, Brian. Well, I think having you on as probably the, the best person I get to work for as my boss and as a friend and mentor, uh, kicking it off with you is the right way to do it and the only way to do it for the Core Leadership Podcast. So thanks for being on. Thanks for sharing your story. Everyone, glad you could come in and listen. We don't just have Brian Lee. We'll bring him back later for to talk about failure and how to fail as a leader and how to work through that. We have a ton more guests in the coming weeks and months we want to share with you, people that you may know and people that you may not. But all we are is we're on a journey to become better leaders. And we're believing that God wants to use this platform, use fraternity, and to make us better men. And more importantly... We hope to inspire college men to live into their potential as godly leaders because when college men live into their potential as godly leaders, they will fulfill the purposes of God in their generation. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to see you all next time. Hey there, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Core Leadership Podcast. My name is Kaysen, and I'm the producer of this podcast, as well as the director of communications for Beta Upsilon Chi. I'd like to take this last moment to talk about Bucks and who we are. We are a lifelong brotherhood of committed Christian men seeking the bonds of brotherhood and unity in Christ through the avenue of a social fraternity on a college campus. Our founding verse is Psalm 133.1. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. You can find out more about Bucks, information on joining, or even founding a chapter on your campus at byx.org. You can keep up with us on social media at Beta Upsilon Chi on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Thanks again, and we'll see you in the next one.